Hey everyone, saddle up and get yourself ready for the Horse Business Advice Podcast, where I share tips and insights for horse business owners around the world on all kinds of things to do with running your business. I'm Melody, online horse business coach, mother, lover of horses, collector of far too many saddle pads, and unicorn obsessed. I'm absolutely passionate about helping equine-related businesses get the confidence to move forward and get organized enough to be able to still have a life and a business at the same time. Now, I don't want you out there struggling to find the help you need, wondering what the hell to do next. I'm here to tell you that you do not have to go on this journey of horse business alone. So come along and join my free Facebook group, Equine Entrepreneurs Horse Business Advice, and be part of a really supportive and thriving community of horse business owners from around the world. Welcome, welcome. It's Melody here. And in this episode of the Horse Business Advice podcast, I'm going to chat to you about some of the reasons that you might be afraid to put yourself out there. Now, as a business coach for horse businesses, I hear it all the time. People are talking about why they're not making any sales. And one of the things I ask is, what are you doing? Where are you posting on your social media? What forms of advertising are you doing? And they often say, oh, not very much because dot, dot, dot. And here's some of the things that I hear. Now, I'm going to talk about each one individually. One of the things that people say is they might step on someone else's toes. They don't want to step on someone's toes. Now, here's the thing. You have just as much right as the next person to run your business the way that you see fit. And unless you are stealing somebody's clients, um, suppliers, all of that sort of thing directly or duplicating their products or whatever, unless you're doing something dirty, You're not doing the wrong thing by starting a business in the same area that somebody else might have a similar business. Because the fact of the matter is, is there is millions of horses in the world, 61 million, I think it is. There's enough horse horse owners out there for all of us. There is plenty of people out there to deal with individual businesses that sell individual things. And the thing is, is even if you set up a business that does exactly the same thing, service-based businesses often struggle with this. Say you are a equine massage therapist and somebody else is in the area is also an equine massage therapist. The thing about choosing a therapist as a horse owner is if I'm going to trust you to put your hands on my precious baby and massage my horse, kind of need to like you, I need to connect with you, it needs to suit me, you need to be available when it suits me, all of those sorts of things are really important. And for that reason, you might suit me better and somebody else might suit the next person better. And we all might be in exactly the same area. People are going to buy from a person and they're going to choose based on a whole pile of things, not just who got there first or who's more qualified or any of that sort of thing. So you might step on someone else's toes is one of those things that it's really not your concern. You you don't need to worry about that. And a new business, another business may feel threatened by you starting up. 
but that's actually their issue and it's their mindset that they need to reconsider for the very same reason. So not putting yourself out there, not promoting your business or advertising because you're worried that you're going to step on someone's toes is crazy. You either want to run a business or you don't. You can't start a business but then not promote it because you don't want to upset someone. If you don't want to upset someone that strongly, don't start the business. But don't do that. I don't suggest you do that at all. Start the business, put yourself out there. So the next thing is people worry about, what if nobody buys my stuff or books in with me if you're a service-based business? Well, the thing about this is, if you don't promote your business, nobody is going to buy your stuff because you're not telling them about it. Now, I know somebody that spent a lot of money in the horse business industry, in the horse industry, she spent a lot of money getting a website created and then got very upset when nobody bought her stuff. And I asked her, okay, so what have you done to promote it? And she looked at me and she went, well, I posted on Facebook once. And I was like, "Ah, that's probably not enough. Like just because you've got a website doesn't mean people magically fall into it. You still have to be telling them about it. So if you put a post out, what is the worst that can happen? The worst thing that can happen is nobody will buy your stuff. But what are the alternatives? One person might buy something. One person might buy something, love it, share it with all of their friends, and those 20 people might come and buy something. Or 20 people might see that post, love it, buy something, and then share it with 20 of their friends. And suddenly you've got hundreds of people looking at your website. Booking in with your service is the same thing. So the question of being afraid to post and worrying about nobody responding, like, you know, I don't want to post again because the last five posts I did was just crickets, nobody responded. That's probably because you've been inconsistent with your social media posting. It's been inconsistent with your messaging. You've been unclear with what you are offering or you've made it difficult for people to buy from you. So it's not because everybody hates you and nobody's going to buy your stuff. It's probably more about your messaging. So the idea of not putting yourself out there because you're worried that nobody's going to buy your stuff, that's just crazy. Now that I put it like that, you'd probably see that. Another thing I get told all the time is, oh, I don't want to put too many posts out because I don't want to spam people. Now, you and I both know in this day and age of social media particularly, but even with emails, we typically are checking things on our phones or at least while we're doing something else. You know, so many people, including myself, have split screens. So I have a laptop and then I also have it connected to a monitor. I have a lot going on. So is my focus always 100% on my newsfeed if I'm looking at my newsfeed? Never. We're scrolling our phones while we're waiting for an appointment or water, filling out water troughs or waiting for a friend to turn up or something and we often get interrupted and we're scrolling. That's the thing, we're scrolling. We're not scrutinizing every single post that we look at from every business that we follow. And then the other thing is, is 
how resentful do I get if I see you post about your product three days ago and then again today? Am I going to then message you and say, hey, stop spamming the world? There's too many, too many posts about your stuff. Or am I going to say, oh, there's that thing again. I saw that. That was really cool. I might just read that post properly this time before I lose it because I lost it last time. Is it possible that in fact, by sharing the same kind of information and putting your promotional posts out there more regularly, that you're actually reinforcing your marketing idea for your ideal client instead of starving them of it? Is it possible that we want to be repeating ourselves? I mean, they say, and this was before the time of social media, they used to say that people used to have seven to eight touch points before they could buy something. And they were talking about magazine adverts, TV advertising, radio advertising, billboards, that sort of thing. They weren't talking about social media. I reckon now we've got social media under our belts. It's probably more like 800 and it could be more. But we need to see things multiple times before we can process and absorb what they are and then make the decision to buy them. The timing has to be right. You know what it's like. You're about to watch your friend do their show jump round, but you're scrolling just while they're warming up because that's boring or whatever. And then they go in and then you put your phone down and whatever you're looking at is gone. And the chances are you'll never find it again because that's how social media works is we tend to lose stuff as soon as we stop looking at it. So the idea that you don't want to spam people probably doesn't fly. Now, what if somebody doesn't like your post? That's a big fear. What if I upset Fred down the street? What if somebody doesn't like something that I said? Well, you know what? That's actually okay. I say, let's go ahead and post anyway, because if somebody doesn't like it, they can unfollow your page They were never going to buy from you anyway. So here's the thing. If you're worried about somebody seeing a post and not liking it, then the chances are that person for some reason is a trigger for you. I highly recommend you remove them from your page. Just ditch them, block them, ban them, whatever you need to do. If there is one single person that's making you hesitate on pressing pressing send or pressing post, should I say, then get rid of that person because that that person was never going to buy from you anyway. You're just worrying about some judgment or some back history that is not going to affect your sales. But if you're just generally worried, what if somebody out there, I don't know who, but what if somebody doesn't like something? What if they don't agree with what I'm talking about? What if they don't like the colors? What if they think that theirs is better than mine, all of that sort of thing. Um, And I'm just going to be a little bit brutal here and say, well, what if? Who cares? Who cares if somebody doesn't like your post? If they don't like it, they can move out. Do you know that gets said here in my household a lot? Uh, If someone complains to me, my son or my husband complain to me about something, I just turn to them and say, if you don't like it, move out. Uh, So far, neither of them have done that. So you know, I do think that works for me. But honestly, if somebody doesn't like something that you post, they can either scroll on 
or move on with their life in some way. And if they do happen to stop and respond and say, you know, disagree with you or argue with something or anything, you then have every right to remove that comment from your posts and get rid of that person because somebody causing a negative stir is never going to buy from you. So don't worry about them. Let them go and pursue somebody that does fit them and does work for them and that they do agree with. You're not going to change people's opinions. So worry about the people that think like you and that are in your space already. Okay, the next thing that cripples people for putting themselves out there is what if the post isn't perfect? My typing isn't, my my grammar isn't perfect, my spelling isn't perfect, I'm no good at writing marketing. All of those things are things that I hear all the time. And again, same answer as the last thing. So what? What does it matter? Do your best. And look, there are tools. There's a tool called Grammarly. It's free for checking over and you can write a post, run it through Grammarly and it'll make some suggestions of how to make it actually make sense. Now, it can only do, you know, it's AI. So it can only do as much as it can. So it can give you some suggestions, but at the same time, people are not buying you because of your master's degree in the English language. They're buying from you because you sell something that solves their problem or that they want. So as long as you do make a bit of sense and that your sentences are structured and the way to tell that from my point of view is if you write it out and then read it to yourself out loud, not in your head, don't read it in your head, read it out loud, speak the words out loud and if you have to pause then you need a comma and if you change an idea from one idea to the next you need a new paragraph But essentially, if it makes sense when you read it out loud to yourself, it makes sense when somebody else reads it. So is it grammatically perfect? Maybe not. Does it matter? Probably not. There's always going to be one person that's going to pick on your grammar. Whatever. I don't care. Like, you know, I really don't think it's the end of the world. If somebody doesn't like your grammar enough to not buy your stuff that's fine. And if they don't like your grammar and then they still buy your stuff, are they going to be that one person that picks on, you know, this this stitch is out of alignment with the next stitch on this saddle pad or, you know, you were there 58 minutes instead of 59 minutes. You know, that sort of person's going to nitpick everything. So just move on with your life with those people and just forget about them. Then here's the, the opposite What if they do book in? What if people do buy my stuff and book in? Now, it's often the service-based businesses that say this. What if they book in and then I get there and they don't like me or I'm not good enough? And a lot of people have that anxiety of driving down someone's driveway to treat their horse, fit their saddle, do whatever it is that they do and worry like heck that people aren't going to be happy with them. Here's the thing though, if you don't put yourself out there and you don't get any bookings, then you don't have a business. If you want to do whatever it is that you're doing, you have to get out there and get the experience and get the feedback. The thing about this is, is what if you are good enough? What if they book in and you actually are good enough? What's what's going to happen then? Nothing terrible. You are not going to burst into flames. I promise you. Here's the thing. 
not everybody is going to love everybody and that's just a harsh reality of life so you can't be everything to everyone so all you can do is focus on the people that you attract and the people that connect with you so if they buy your stuff or they book in with you and they're happy then great if if they're not happy then take the feedback Look at it as an adult, don't get too upset about it and move on with your life. Again, there's a lot of moving on with your life in this podcast. But so if they book in with you and you're worrying about not being good enough, and I, I've seen businesses out there saying, I really want to help horses, but I, I don't want to book, I don't want people to book in with me in case I can't help their horse. But what if you can help their horse? What if there's that one horse out there that you're the only person that can help them? You're there answer and you have not put yourself out there and so and here I am going to guilt trip you you have denied them the opportunity to have you come and help them so please don't do that put yourself out there because what if they book in and you are good enough that's going to be pretty cool uh let's think about another thing I don't know as much about stuff as everyone else so, you know, this goes for service and product-based businesses alike. I don't, you know, I don't, I'm not the expert in saddle pads, so I can't write anything about saddle pads. Or I'm not the expert in horse massage because, you know, somebody else knows more than me. You know, if you sit and worry about what somebody else knows and not what you know, you are never going to progress. And here's the thing. Do you know enough to help one person, one horse, one horse and rider combination. Do you know enough to do that? Because if you do, that's all anybody needs. I think about it like this. When you sit down to choose something like a human chiropractor for yourself, do you go through the all of the websites and choose the most highly qualified and longest experienced chiropractor? Now, I bet you don't. I bet you choose someone that sounds like they're a good fit, that they're the right personality, they're in the right area, they're available at the right times, and yes, that they do have some kind of a qualification that perhaps is important to you, but do you go for only the highest qualified, longest experienced person? No. And nine times out of 10, when people choose service providers and choose businesses to buy from, that is not what they're looking for. So there might be specific and particularly in horse health, there might be specific situations where someone more experienced with higher qualifications might be what someone is looking for because they might have had a set of experience with someone less experienced that just isn't, hasn't quite got to the bottom of their issue. So that might be a, a thing here and there, but typically the fact that you aren't as experienced as someone else or that you don't know as much as someone else or you haven't been in business as long as someone else is just irrelevant. No one cares. Again, no one cares. Now, the last thing that I want to talk to you about, I've heard this so many times. Now, I'm going to exaggerate here. I'll, I'll warn you. People will say things like this to me. Once I ran an ad for a dollar a day for three days, 17 years ago, nobody bought from it. So why would I bother posting now? <laughs> well, where shall I start? Here's the thing. 
Uh, running ads is not the purpose of this conversation. We're not talking about running ads. So, you know, whether you ran an ad or you did a post, it's beside the point. But the thing is, is unless you had a targeted approach and you gave it a red hot shot and you knew who your ideal client was and you knew what problem your business solved and you had the messaging smack on right and the pricing was right and all of the stars aligned, unless you had that all happening, and you actively promoted multiple different locations multiple times and that failed, then you can't say that it's not worth posting now. And in fact, even if you did, the timing might have been wrong back then and now the timing's perfect. So the fact that you've advertised and promoted something before and nobody bought it makes no difference. In fact, I had a client this week that brought in some, believe it or not, sparkly saddle pads. I know if you listen to this pod, podcast, I do rabble on about sparkly saddle pads. I don't know why. Maybe it's just a thing. But she had some sparkly saddle pads. Not not getting a lot of interest, uh, surprisingly. I don't know why. I wanted 10 of all of them. Um, in fact, I might have bought one or two. <clears throat> anyway, well, don't tell my husband that. Um, so here's the thing. We were like, do we put out some marketing for these things or do we just, you know, accept that they aren't the right colours of the season and nobody wants them? So anyway, we decided to do a promotion about them and put a promotion out and sold out of them. So hang on, wait a minute. (laughs) The first time she promoted them, nobody was interested. And then sometime later, a couple of weeks, maybe a month later, promote them again and they sell out. Why is that? I can't explain it, to be honest. I don't know why. Was the messaging right? Was the timing right? I don't, the price was the same. It's impossible to know. And that is exactly the reason why you want to continue to put yourself out there, even though the last time you did might not have worked. So that's a whole pile of things for you to think about of all the reasons why you might be afraid to put yourself out there or thinking that you should only post once a week to promote yourself or thinking that, you know, somebody else might get upset or you might be stepping on someone's toes or worried about people actually buying your stuff or booking in with you and then not fulfilling their expectations. If you don't put yourself out there, you'll never know. So you started this business. You wanted to be in business. So let's put ourselves out there and actually promote our businesses and see what happens. You might be surprised. And I don't know if you can hear in the background of this podcast, but just at this moment, about 50 kookaburras sitting in a tree outside my office window have just gone crazy laughing. So I don't know if they think this is funny or not. But, and I, I'm, ho- I'm hoping the podcast recorder has picked this up. It might not have. And then you're going to think I'm a bit of a crazy person. But anyway, if you didn't hear it, there are 50 kookaburras laughing at us right now for not putting ourselves out there. So if for no other reason, let's go and promote ourselves just because the kookaburras laughed at us. All right, I will leave you with that thought. And I look forward to seeing you guys put yourself out there.